Welcome to my third Unwind Conversation. Today I am here with the lovely, the amazing, the flamboyant <laughs> Adra Yabwa. Hello. Hello. Hello it's everyone. It's so good to have you here. Oh, thanks, Nadia. Okay, so Adra, I think I met you. When's this new site opened? Yeah, 2020. Mm. During yes, COVID. 20, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. so um, a lovely, amazing. Afri- no, yes, I remember now because you used to come just for a glass of wine. Yeah, so I came the first time the I came wine. was for the um, made in Ghana wine. The yes, the made, yes, I love yes, the made yes, in Ghana yes, wine. Yes, it's so yes. wonderful that you all have, you don't have all the time. We're gonna get and, it. <laughs> and but the first time we met, I came for a game night. Yes. And we started like yes. hours late. Yes. So you were sitting here. And we just started talking and we talked like we were old friends. Yes. And we've been friends ever since. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, it's such a pleasure, like I said. Um, one, I think Adra is amazing. And one of the things that I love about her is the deep conversations. Like, it's unriveted. Like, when she says something, you can't even comment. You just sit and listen. You know, it's funny you say that because I have a tendency to, tendency to shut down. Um, conversations on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you have like, you know, people will talk about a subject, yeah. and then they'll be going back and forth, and then I say something, and then it's like uh, nobody it's, says anything afterwards. <laughs> like, nobody want to comment. Like, you know what I mean? So nobody said it happens a lot. Do you know what it is? It's it's very. Um, I don't even know how to put it. It's very definitive, and. It, it's foolproof. Like how we don't even know where to go, left, right, or whatever from what you said. So it's like, mm-hmm, let's just leave it at that. Okay. This is hyper intelligent. I don't know if I know if I'm qualified to respond the way I need okay. to. Okay. And I think that's important because even as you're talking about on social media and stuff, even if you're bantering with people, you're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things are very much based on feelings. Oh, of course. Right. Of course. So in in that sense, um, it's like. When you bring facts into feelings, then it will shut everybody up. And on that note, mm-hmm. you're actually a psych. Let me get this right. Psychotherapist. I am a psychotherapist. Psychotherapist. I always get it mixed up with. I always want to know what's the difference between a psychologist and a psychotherapist. So psycho psychologists, they can use the title psychotherapist too. But psychology, they really focus on the study of of the brain, psychology, um, and they but they specialize in testing. So, like, they do tests to determine um, if you have, like, ADHD or if you have a personality um, disorder, like a psych, a, um, soci- a sociopath yeah. or, you know, um, someone that's really deeply um, mentally ill. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So, and then they have to go through an additional training to become a clinical psychologist so that they can do therapy. So they don't automatically do therapy, which kind of yeah, I struggle with here in Ghana because only psychologists can be licensed to do therapy in in Ghana. Oh, right. So they so I'm a licensed clinical social worker, which social work is the study of psychology, sociology, and biology. So we have medical information training, we have sociological training, and and we have the psychological training. All three. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. So yeah, the majority, no. like if you go to 
I think it's even like this in the UK because they're they're always recruiting. If you go to a therapist, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's a social social worker. Yeah, someone with a social yeah. background. Yeah. so a lot yeah. of people don't yeah. know that. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny you're saying this. Uh-huh. I was just reviewing my sister's application. Uh-huh. She's actually a child psychologist, oh. psychotherapist. She, okay, yeah, but she's looking at doing something with the NHS and stuff. And okay. all of the stuff that you were saying was uh-huh. inside her summary statement. And I'm like, I know this. Yeah, no, no, I don't yeah, want to yeah. say it. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Oh, well, before we keep on talking, Uh please, what would you like to drink? Oh, so I think I'm I'm not drinking alcohol, so we're going to do something (laughs) non-alcoholic. That's all good. And that's the other thing, you know, about sight. It's not always about wine. You know, there's other things that you can drink. There's coffee, there's tea, you know, um, and there's hot chocolate even. But you know what I'm going to do today? Uh Let's go for a non-alcoholic sparkling I'm excited. What you got? What you got? (laughs) So let's see what we have. What are you going to offer us today? It's an Italian um, spark, non, non-alcoholic sparkling oh, wine. It's called okay. Nicosia or Lagosia. And it's actually vegan oh. as well. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that so is cute. Zero percent alcohol. Please show her so that she's very okay. well comforted I'm, that it's I'm, alcohol I'm free. So, I'm so okay with it. Thank you very much, darling. <laughs> okay, guys. So I wanted to just tell you guys that this is going to be a two-part um, conversation because when you hear this woman speak, you wouldn't want her to end. So today we're going to be talking about the polyamorous community or polygamy or polyamory. And the reason why we're having that conversation is that that's also the area that you work within as I, well. I do. I, um, so I wanted to add to my titles, I also do dating relationship coaching because as you know, I was speaking, like you can't, you know, you can't be licensed in Ghana. So I do, I also do coaching. So coaching's a little different from psychotherapy um, because therapy is a little more in depth. Mm. Coaching, we just kind of focus on what is going on right now. Mm. And then I will, you know, if it's more in depth than that, I will refer them to a licensed professional here in the country. So I do focus on dating relationships and in within that polyamory, uh, the polygamous community is one of my specializations as well as the LGBT community. Oh, fantastic, Mm -hmm. fantastic. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. So I I told you that um, I actually came across a customer, Mm -hmm. um, an African-American gentleman Mm -hmm. who is polyamorous, or he told me he's polyamorous, Mm -hmm. and I'd never heard of that before. I'd heard of polygamy. Mm -hmm. I watched Sister Wise. (laughs) No, but I heard heard about it because of Sister Wise, but I'd not met a real person Uh in real life. Well, you knew me. No, but before. Oh, before. So then. when I met him, I was like fixated. I was just, every time he would come to the side, I was like, do you mind just answering some more uh-huh. questions? <laughs> so I met him and then he gave me an insight into his life. Uh-huh. And, and then, I, like I said, I've been watching Sister Wise mm-hmm. and I came across you. Mm-hmm. And then you came with a whole different kind of reasoning or, or, or approach to polyamory. So mm-hmm. I thought, this is mm-hmm. priceless. Mm-hmm. And also understanding the difference between the polygamy, mm-hmm. as we know it, not right. only in Africa, mm-hmm. but even in Asian countries mm-hmm. as yeah. well, right? It's worldwide. Old civilizations, right? right? right. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. So when I'm hearing about, the, about this polyamorous and then obviously about Ooh, what nice. you're saying, oh, you like it? Yeah, I like oh, it. Let's that's do nice. cheers, cheers, oh, cheers. 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 And right. I love the color. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. like a, how do we describe it? A nice straw, champagne. Uh, champagne. It looks like champagne. Yes. Which okay. is great because I, I'm a champagne girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's nice, right? So let me just say something. Some people say, well, if it's not wine, in terms of it's not alcohol, mm-hmm. then, then isn't it just grape juice? 
but just to let people know mm-hmm. not really because how the non-alcoholic um, wines go mm-hmm. is that they're actually processed the same way as they would um, a normal sparkling wine it's just without the alcohol process but if you're looking at a cheaper great sparkling juice it's just a lot of concentrate a lot of sugar and all of those kind of things but let's go let's go okay okay <laughs> so you were you were talking about the difference between polyamory polyamory yeah. mm-hmm. and so forth so i guess i'll go into just kind of defining sure so there is kind of an umbrella of what we call open relating or open relationships and so under that umbrella there are several different categories and the most commonly known are polygamy which is being an individual married to uh, many different spouses so that it's not gender specific okay so then you have polyamory which is people who have different relationships not married but relationships with many different people. Okay. It is not gender gender specific. Okay. So was the idea of polyamory um, where did that come from? If polygamy was there? Uh, well, I think. Well, because you know you live in in living in many different Western uh, civilizations that are highly religious. Um, and if monogamy is pushed, you know, there's a lot of Christian, Christian believing or Islam, or Islam, you know, they, there's a little bit, little difference, you know, there is a, is room for polygamy, yeah. but it also depends on how the society you live in, yeah. right? So you are UK, you came from the US, so you can't marry, you know, multiple mm-hmm. people, right? So polyamory became a way for people to exercise that right or that belief system or or a way of relating um, and staying within the law. Okay. 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 So as in in being in a polyamorous relationship, Mm -hmm. does does each person have legal rights? That's a good question because um, as I've been a part of the U.S. poly community, there are a lot of uh, discussions around how do you legalize or make sure that each of your partners are protected, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that comes up is establishing a business. And in the business, each person is partner. So you establish all of your assets under the business. And that way, everyone, if something were to happen to one of the partners, everyone would be protected and be able to have, you know, whatever. When it comes to children, um, they can adopt, you know, each other's children Mm -hmm. to make sure Mm -hmm. that all the children are protected. Mm -hmm. So I watch Sister Wives. Mm -hmm. I used to watch it a bit more than before. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. And there's this one man, he's got four wives. Mm -hmm. He's actually married to one mm-hmm. and then the rest are the additional mm-hmm. sister wife so if there was a situation where there was a divorce technically she would be the main correct so hopefully he's done his due diligence mm-hmm. and he has made sure that he has made legal documented pr- provisions for each wife okay uh-huh interesting so this is going to get more interesting because mm-hmm. what everybody else doesn't know mm-hmm. is that you actually were brought up in the polyamorous I was and really didn't know what it was I mean the term polyamory I think is fairly new of course Mm -hmm. you know the act of or the process of you know multiple relating or multiple uh, uh, marriages is you know as ancient as you know Africa itself Mm -hmm. right Um, but so it's like um, so polyamory is kind of this new terminology so I didn't realize that's what it was because this was just normal for me but also too I didn't realize so I grew up with very a lot of men in my life. I had my mm-hmm. grandfather, my biological grandfather, then 
Um, my grandmother, she was married three times. Um, and so my, my, the third husband was the charm. And they were the ones that literally raised me. What I didn't know was there were men that were in our lives. Like when my mother, um, my grandparents lived other places. Whenever I did live with my mother, there was always these men, you know, my uncle, Uncle P, we'll call him Uncle P, <laughs> was always around. If my mom and I needed anything, he'd come or whatever. He kept my grandmother's car. So whenever my grandmother came to town, she'd go and, you know, his he was married. Mm. But she'd go over there and they'd all hang out and everything. And he took care of her car. He took care of us. He took, so what I didn't know was they had dated. Like So there was this whole oh, wow. intermingling of relationship. Um, even when um, there was a friend that um, my grandfather was in the Air Force with. Um, when I, you know, I used to come and visit them, oh, this he would always make sure he was there for me. He came and would greet me, take me, wow. do this, whatever. Well, <laughs> so there was all these relationships that were going on that I didn't know that this is what was going on, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the men in my family, there was always an extra woman, like my grand, my biological grandfather, his second wife that he was married to, but then there was. Aunt, Aunt M. Okay. Aunt M was always at holiday dinner uh, with her kids as and as her kids. Yeah, yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So this was very communal. And even when my great grandmother passed, his mother, um, she took over hosting holiday dinner. Oh. So it was like they were together for 40 something odd years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So this is what. I thought that's what dating was, so that's how I dated. <laughs> but then how did that conflict for you, if at all, mm-hmm. when you started maybe understanding how the rest of your community, the rest like of the world people, operated? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of America, let's just say on TV. So well, how did that? It's really funny because I, I, I'll say I'm a commitment phobe in a sense, but, I, but it's, I'm not a commitment phobe. Mm-hmm. I have always really liked relationship, but... I am a complex person, knowing myself, right? I don't believe, and maybe this is because of how I was raised, but also too, being a therapist, I understand the complexities of people in general. And so, and I know polyamory, polygamy is not for everyone, Mm -hmm. right? But I think that relationships and the things, the issues that we see in relationships would not exist if people opened up to the idea Mm. of polygamy and Mm. polyamory. Mm. Because the thing is, is when you get into these relationships, you sacrifice so many parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'll give an example. When I was married, and I had... Oh, wait. This is interesting. Wait, you were married in a polyamorous polyamorous relationship. Yes, actually, I met my husband... Um, when a friend of a uh, friend was establishing the Black and Poly, Poly uh, DC chapter, okay. we met at the very first meeting. Okay. So when I was married, um, my husband loved Renaissance festivals. Okay. He was into like knights and swords and things. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, so, and I was the political diva. I worked on Capitol Hill, and I was like, you know, and you know, balls and you know, and, you know, and, and gowns and you know, you know, I was the socialite. You know, I'm like, I, uh, I'm not going to that. You know, so it was cool because. 
he met a woman that was into those things, right? So he didn't have to sacrifice going to, I didn't have to sacrifice my time going to sludging <laughs> through dirt, you know, going through these things. And I'm like, oh, she likes it. Cool. Please go, you know. And then he hated politics. He didn't want to go to those political things. So the political you guys compatible then? Everything else. <laughs> We like to, we like jazz music, we like going to festivals, we like traveling, we like all these other things. So why did that have to extend to him being in a different relationship? Well, because it was just one of those things that he, he liked this person and the, you know that was a part of him that you know I wasn't interested in. Why make someone sacrifice a part of themselves or something they really love okay. just because you're not into it? Okay. And so when, you know, so then I met my boyfriend and he was the political junkie like I was. My husband was like, hallelujah. You know, because <laughs> now I don't have to dress up in these stupid suits. I don't have to get in the tux. I don't have to do all this stuff to escort her to these events, right? So it just worked out so well. Yeah. So it was the beauty of it all. Oh, and nice. we all came together. Oh, like nice. We spent holiday together. Yeah. She had children and her children were um, violinists, orchestra violinists. And we'd go to their shows and we'd get you so know, all these I, things. So can I ask another question? Girl, yeah. you got me asking so many questions. So first of all, were there ever moments where you'd see the t- your husband and his girlfriend together mm-hmm. and feel any kind of jealousy? No. So this is an issue that a lot of people get mad at me about, but you have to know yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm very self-aware. I mean, you know me for a while, and I'm like the most confident person (laughs) you're probably seeing walking. The thing is, is you have to know that what you bring to the table is just as valuable as the next person. It's not better or less, it's just different. And that resonates in so many ways in life. In life, period. When you're doing business, period. You're never necessarily yeah. the best person who's presented a proposal, but you could just be as good as you're yeah. just as good as the next person. Wow. It just looks different. Yeah, fantastic. That's oh, all. That's, that's and powerful. if you're presenting a proposal to someone, they decide which presentation they like better. Yeah. And what works best for them. Yeah. It is nothing against you. Yeah. It's, oh, not, wow. it's nothing against you. I so, guess, I guess you know when you're going into a relationship, you always want to be the better half, right? The person mm-hmm. who's, who's you're choosing me because you found in me something that no other person is going to be able to do for you. Or right. So so when when you're there, and I and I and I get this, I got this later in life, but you can't be everything. You can't to be everyone, everything to, to everybody. To <laughs> yes. But another piece, another really important piece of this is the sense of ownership. Mm-hmm. And nothing, you know, I know you're very, very, you know, much into your faith, right? But one of those things that your faith, you know, says is, you know, that you come together as one Mm -hmm. and, you know, you have to be equally yoked Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. forth. And that this is the same religion that supported slavery. This master, this hierarchy, so forth. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of ownership. Mm -hmm that people really kind of translate into relationship. Okay, I get it. You get it. I get it. So it's like, oh, this is my, my, yeah. my partner. This yeah. is my husband, my, yeah. my children, <laughs> my, my, yeah. my. Yeah. 
instead of my this is you know we're partners you know these are my my children but respecting their individuality yeah. okay i hear you see people go into relationships like oh this is my husband or this is my wife and they got to be like me mm. Mm. instead of respecting like oh they're an individual person and mm. i really like mm. that individual person mm. i like what they bring to my life mm-hmm. right and but still allowing them to be who they are just like mm. the example i was talking about the politics and the renaissance yeah. festivals yeah. that's who he was yeah that's who i was it's different but it doesn't mean we can't coexist and love each other so I've got two questions. Yes, go ahead. First question is, so do you have a faith base? Are you faith based? I am not. Okay. Second question, are you still with your husband now? I am not. Okay, so what didn't work for you in the end? Um, you don't mind me asking. No, it is. It's, it's <laughs> Sorry, great. this is normally a me and you conversation no. and we're having it on the yeah, podcast. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> it didn't work because of a character flaw. Okay. Just a, just a character flaw mm-hmm. that I cannot accept in my life. Mm-hmm. This is about knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. What are your hard no's? Mm-hmm. What do you, mm-hmm. you know, what will you, what can you compromise on? And what are you like, mm, no sir, <laughs> no thank you, no, you know, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear that. Yeah. And then the boyfriend that you extended to? Unfortunately, I mean, it's so funny. I spoke about this for the first time the other day with a friend and so this is the second time I'm sharing this with you and probably a whole bunch of other people now <laughs> but I did my crying the other day oh, nice. but literally um, my husband and I separated and began divorce proceedings in April and my boyfriend passed away in June oh yeah so what? girl you just sit like shivers down my spine yeah. and my arms but I would say it was the best time and I haven't been in a relationship since yeah. That's harsh. That's, that's yeah. heavy. That's and that heavy. was like 2018. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to go into the second episode. So, guys, please hang on because as you can see, Adra is amazing. As I said to you, we're going to delve deeper into polyamory, po- um, polygamy, etc., and why people even get into it for the wrong reasons, which yes. I think is really important. Ooh, so, <laughs> we need please. an hour for that part. <laughs> So please check into the next episode.